Let her cause of weird And she likes a liquor clear I'm still not sure What I'm doing here But paper love Don't hold back Pour it on thick Darling, don't hold back Whenever you come around And my teeth come out Tell me what you're feeling real good about Welcome to another episode of Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the unstoppable Caleb Coy. Caleb, how are you? Uh, it's me. Hi. I'm, uh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I feel, I feel prepared. Fantastic. I've decided I'm going to start every episode introducing you with a new, uh, a new adjective. I like it. You know, that actually takes the pressure off of me to think of one. Well, I know, because you've got to do one for, uh, for uh, the Nahoit, so I figured... <laughs> Uh, this is just, I I just come up with a new one each week. Let's, let's see how long it takes me to run out of, uh, we're <laughs> out of ways to describe you. I love it. So, uh, tell us about your pick this week. What did yeah. we just hear? Yeah. So, uh, this week, uh, I'm here to bring to the table, uh, the record run wild by Lydia. Uh, and what we just heard was the ending of track three called late nights. Uh, and I kind of wanted to start right there just because, like, it's this, like, huge, like, vocals song, um, big harmonies floating around in, in the background. Uh, there's this really, like, beautiful trem on the guitar, which uh, you know is my jam. You know, I love the trem. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it just it plays really well with the acoustic, and this, there's just really great imagery in the lyrics, and so that's where I kind of wanted to, to kick this off. Uh, so the reason that I picked this record was actually uh, kind of a fun one. Uh, I was recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, sent out to Seattle for work, and I was wandering around the city listening to uh, actually one of my picks for uh, a couple weeks from now, and Spotify recommended you know, some other stuff. Like, oh, if you like this, you'll like these other bands. And so I gave a couple of them a try, and they were garbage, and I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it was the uh, the third time around. I was like, "All right, I'll I'll check this out." This this band kind of sounds familiar, so I, I hit play on the first track of Lydia. Uh, and if you can picture it, it's it's pretty Seattle weather. It was cold. It was rainy. It was gray. It was perfect. I loved it. Uh, and I stepped out of the uh, the the rail station out into this weather, and this first track. Uh, starts playing and it just hits me like the format produced by Imaging Heap. <laughs> and like, turns out this was perfect for walking around in a dreary Seattle day. I loved it. Nice. <laughs> so that's what brought us to here. Um, so I mentioned my my pick for the uh, the uh, the opener for the 
uh, the right or for the podcast uh, was late nights, and I just I love some of the imagery that uh, that he he brings out in, in these lyrics. You know, I watched the trains on the coast; they moved with me. I watched your hands out the window in the breeze. I saw the sky open up your blue and gray. I saw the nightlife running through your veins, and just like this imagery of like traveling through the countryside and like you know windows down. There's uh, you know gray sky and trains going by and just I can picture being there and it's I really loved it, it was, it's very poetic nice yeah and uh, so yeah going back to I, I mentioned the uh, the the way that the first track uh, cat caught me it's called uh, when the dark uh, or when it gets dark out which again perfect for winter in the Pacific Northeast Northwest because it gets dark very early um, it just, it caught me right away. There's just like this really killer hook uh, melody. And again, just really, really love the, uh, the lyric writing here. Um, you know, all I need is a couple of people beside me. And all I see is, is a big old world out there and you're coming with me. And again, I, I love this, this imagery that he puts out there. I'm, uh, I'm rambling again. I was prepared and yet I'm still doing it. Well, I... I, I <laughs> I just thought of my uh, my descriptor for you for the next episode. So. <laughs> so yeah, tune in next week to find out what it is. No, I'm, I'm with bated breath. With bated <laughs> breath. Um. So yeah, like throughout this whole record, it like there's just a lot of like these big dreamy sounds, and uh, I feel like that descriptor of. Uh, the format produced by Imogen Heap kind of carries well throughout the, re the rest of the record. Um, there's a, a lot of kind of uh, varying styles and dynamics across the, the songs, but like it still kind of has that cohesive feel. Uh, and so... Uh, now I'm curious, uh, yes. that, that descriptor of the, the format produced, produced by uh, Imogen Heap, is that... Uh, did you read that somewhere? Or is that just your like? That like, was your gut feeling. Literally, my first thought within the, like the like first like ten to fifteen seconds of that uh, track okay. number one, uh, I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, because it like initially his voice even sounds a little bit like Imogen Heaps, and I was like, "Wait a second, what is this? Did I miss something here?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's got a little bit of that like kind of New York hipster vibe too as, as well. Um, so. This is a record that, like, very much, like, start to finish, uh, I love, like, every song, uh, and I think it feels really well as a full record, um, but I did intentionally pick tracks from uh, across the whole thing just to kind of to get some variety to it, um, but that said, I think that uh, the second track, Riverman, is also a, a pretty big standout. So welcome to your brand new
So I, I once heard my brother use the, uh, the phrase, uh, these songs are sad songs that sound happy. And like, <laughs> I like that descriptor. And I think that there's, there's a lot of power in a song that's like that because it gives you this kind of like boppy feel, but it like, you really listen to it. It's like, Oh, Oh, this is, Oh no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Riverman has that feel to it. So that was going to like, uh, something that, that jumped out at me. Um, and it's got this, uh, really cool fake out ending. Like everything kind of like winds down and then, just a couple seconds of dead air, and then right back into the um, the instrumental uh, part uh, from the the um, I guess it's from the chorus, uh, but it's, I, I kind of like that that fake out gives you a, just a moment uh, of lull, and then back into it. Um, I do love a good fake out ending, but the, you know, there's a, a line in that that actually kind of made me think of of you, um, kind of from your your history of. Uh, places that you lived, and there, there's the uh, quote, uh, back when you were on your own in that tiny place outside Chicago, you told me when you were feeling low, you would wander down hillsides and brick roads. Ooh. Right? It's very See, poignant. That's cool, because that's cool I used to live in Chicago. Exactly, and that's what uh, kind of caught my eye out of that. So this is, uh, this is kind of a weird record for me. And I don't know how to feel about it, and that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that you uh, that you messaged me that you enjoyed this, because um, I wasn't sure if you would. Um, so, to, oh, so to be honest, I'm still not sure if I do. <laughs> so here's let yes. me explain. Let me yes. explain. So I, I told you before we started recording that I didn't take any notes on this record, and there was a reason for that. And the reason for that is because as I was listening to it. I was enjoying what I was hearing mm -hmm. in the moment, right? I, you know, there was nothing that I was like, oh, I don't want to hear this right now. Like, I was enjoying everything that was happening in my ears. But there was nothing that stuck out to me that was like, I need to make a note of this to talk about on the podcast. Like, okay. it, it, was, it was good, and I enjoyed it. But for me, it was instantly forgettable. And... I, I just I, That's weird, because normally I either like something or I don't. And I'm like really into it or I'm not. But to have a, a whole record where I'm just like, yeah, there's nothing in here I want to talk about. But I'm enjoying what I'm hearing is just like, I don't know how to process this. This is so weird. I love that. And uh, this is going to come up again next week, actually. And I'm, I'm really happy that, that you started this conversation because uh, for me, it's like it isn't necessarily a like black or white, like I like something or I don't. Um, but there's a lot of times where I listen to something and I think that, yeah, this is really good. Like this is enjoyable. I will probably listen to this again at some point if I remember. Uh, and then I kind of move on with my life. Um, but sometimes you listen to something at just the perfect moment where that kind of, eh, this is good becomes like, holy shit, I needed this right now. And I think that if I had listened to this record uh, at maybe any other time, like just getting up and going to work in the morning or sitting at my desk or something like that, I would have had that same response of like, this is good, but like, you know, it's, it's just something that it, like will pass. But uh, because of the circumstance, it stuck with me. You know, I can totally see that. Um, a, a lot of times for me, some records do have to hit me at the right time. And maybe that's just what this one was, is I, I, cause I listened to it, um, just, you know, yesterday, I think sitting here in my studio 
in a very deliberate fashion. If I'm going to sit down and take notes on this record, I have to talk about tomorrow on a podcast. Yeah. So I have a feeling if I had listened to it in a different circumstance, like, um, you know, like, like how you did, maybe I, I won't feel differently about it. So maybe I'll have to revisit this in a different, uh, a different setting and see how I feel about it then. I definitely recommend that. And whether it's like, you know, wandering around a city sometime by yourself when you have like just some quiet time or just like putting it on in the dark and just like letting it be kind of loud and like this like sonic blanket uh, because there really is a, a lot of depth and a lot of dynamics to it. And actually that uh, uh, brings me perfectly to the, uh, the sounds in your dream. This is one of those songs that stuck out to me specifically because of the circumstances. It opens up with the line, are you traveling alone trying to figure out what you like? Are you keeping it all stored in a place inside your mind? And the thing is, I was traveling alone, and I do do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yes, yes, I understand this. This speaks to me. For a brief moment, they were singing about you. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And like, it's something I think I've, I've stumbled on, uh, in the, in the past, but like I've, I've tried to touch on is this idea that like, um, you know, when someone writes lyrics, they're obviously writing whatever is in their head and heart at the, at the time. And maybe it's total gibberish or maybe it's something like super, super personal, but then like, it's up to the listener to take that and translate it to like, does this mean anything to me? That's something that I think is really, really cool about the art and poetry of music writing. Uh, For sure. And like, this is just, it's this moody kind of droney chorus uh, and like a lot of dynamics for like the, you know, the verses and the bridge just like drop way down uh, and then back up into this really lush chorus uh, and these kind of staccato-y electronic drums and... Uh, it's a song, I, I wrote this in my notes. This is a song that I get lost in. Nice. I definitely, I can see that. I highlighted two more that I think really stood out to me. The, uh, the very next track on that, it's called Past Life. Uh, and it's another one where like, just, you know, I'm wandering around and like, I'm listening to this and like, did he just say what I, what I think he said? And it's just like, 
it, it was funny to me enough to like, I actually like stopped, dug at my phone, like pulled up the lyrics and was reading along as I'm listening to it. And I'm like, okay. And like, I just, I like the, uh, the writing style. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing him like, are you weak in the knees? I don't give a shit. You're coming out with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it like caught me off guard. And like, I, I appreciated that. This, uh, the chorus in this song reminds me a lot of Abandoned Pools, which was a, a band that I really liked back in like the early 2000s. They had like one or two uh, kind of radio hit-ish type songs, not really big hits, but um, had that same kind of like high intensity, like electro pop sort of um, songs uh and i also really liked that in past life uh the two different verses are totally different in their structure and in their feel and the melody and everything uh so it starts with this uh like piano and strings and almost kind of sounds like um like an old musical uh and then um after this like big high energy chorus it dips down again but like it's it's a little bit darker in tone. It has this like synth bass ending that's just a just a chef's kiss right at the end. I loved it. Well, downtown. It's alright, it's alright. That I met you in a past life, but it's your word can spend while you listen to it all night. Why you? Feel your lungs stretching wide Once you cracked in my skull I could see the moon laying real low So when you lay in bed And you smile about When you lay your wet And all your weakened knees I don't give a shit You're coming out for me Stay with me in between the sheets while you're here while it's right now. Can you feel them all coming out? The, the last one, track that I want to call out on this uh, personally uh, is the last track on the record. It's called Georgia. And uh, this is going to be a, a recurring theme for me that uh, I love the big, like, anthemic songs, like the big sing-alongs. Uh, and I've seen a couple of live videos of this song, and it, this definitely fits that bill when they play it. Uh, it's just got this huge chorus that's got this catchy hook that you want to sing along to, uh, but also has this like crushing nostalgia feel to it that uh, it just it, it gets me every time. Uh, and this is one of those songs that I'll just keep playing over and over again, and I know that eventually I'm going to be sick of it. And like uh, you know, objectively, I know that, but I can't stop myself. <laughs> um, but there's also uh, a really interesting uh, uh, side note to this um, is that they actually sample a movie from 1934 called It Happened One Night. Uh, and 
in the dialogue, she talks about feeling like she's going around and around, like she's stuck on a merry-go-round. Uh, and there's this kind of roadsy type, like tremoly synth uh, part that's playing this little melody that sounds like it could be carousel music. And I think that that was just uh, a brilliant way of tying in uh, the concept from the sample into the feel of the song. I did really enjoy that, actually. Um, and I was wondering what the what sample that movie or what the movie that sample was from and not enough to look it up obviously because i didn't but uh i was i'm curious enough that i'm glad that you told me so now yeah. that i know yeah it's called it it happened one night and uh it's basically a uh i think a a young like rich woman like runs away from home and ends up uh spending time with this man who turns out to be a reporter doing a story on like her family and so it's this quirky like 30s love story that comes out of that curiosity i have not i've uh i started looking it up to see if it was available on any streaming services to uh to watch it uh but it is not currently uh but i want to see it because it, it seems really interesting that's a that's a bummer that uh doesn't look like it's anywhere streaming because i was going to say this would be a great opportunity for uh, a, a nahoit crossover <laughs> i thought of that and, and uh immediately when i heard this i'm like well definitely going to talk about this record. Like I decided that, you know, two weeks ago back in Seattle. Um, but then it was a matter of like, can I find this movie? Does it make sense to talk about it? Uh, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> it would have. So a couple things that stuck out to me about this record, um, is I, in my notes, I started taking a, I, I have a, I have two, uh, two sections in my notes just to kind of give you a little peek behind the curtain here. Yeah. Um, where well, actually I have three sections. The, the, the first section is called first impressions. Okay. And this is just kind of where I just type the first thing that comes into my head as I'm listening to the record for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, the second one I have is called fun facts, which Ooh. is where I put in anything interesting. I find when I look up the record on Wikipedia or wherever else I might be able to find any information about it. Uh, and anything that I think might be interesting to, to me or to you or to our, uh, hopefully listeners that we might have by now hopefully please be listening to this our sevens of listeners our sevens of listeners that's ambitious <laughs> uh we ha we haven't actually as as of this recording we haven't actually launched yet so it's hard to say we've by the time listeners by now by the time you're hearing this we will have launched well well if you're hearing this <laughs> uh if you're hearing this, then we, we by definition have listeners. So, so See, hooray for that. And if, if you're not, if you, if we don't have listeners, then you're not hearing this. So it doesn't matter that I'm wrong. So, Hey, we have listeners. 
Schrodinger's <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Schrodinger's listeners. Ugh. I, I wish I wish we had room to to do um to do like titles for episodes that wasn't just talk, talking about the albums that we're doing because uh, Schrodinger's listeners would be a good one. And you also said something earlier. I think Sonic Blanket. Oh yes, something you said earlier <laughs> would have been a great title. So we got to do something with that. I told you I I I think about music in terms of impressions because I know nothing about how music actually works. Anyway, <laughs> the third section I have in my notes is then just all the tracks and any notes I take on a specific track. So what I wrote down here for first impressions uh, is that I love the production on this yeah. record. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I, especially the drums. The drums sound huge, and I, I like them. Um, and I wrote, right after I said I especially like the drums, I wrote, kind of reminds me a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I just meant the drums remind me of fun's drums or if i meant the 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 music as a whole reminded me of fun i think it was the latter but the way i wrote it it could have been the former so uh i'll leave that uh exercise to the listener to uh to decide uh i also love that like depending on how you were feeling like you could have meant the like the concept of enjoyment rather than the band fun no i definitely meant the band fun (laughs) um which uh, to tie it all together, the at least the frontman. I don't know much about the the rest of the the members of the band, but at least the the singer from Fun was the singer from the format. Well, there we go. Yeah. So then I I'm thinking I probably did mean the whole the sound of the band as a whole then, and not yes. just uh, not just the drums. Um, speaking of the the production on this, uh, in my fun facts section, I've written down that this record had two producers. Mm, mm-hmm. Not just one. Uh, it had Colby Wedgworth and uh, Aaron Marsh, who you may know from Copeland. Yes. Yes. In fact, I, I remember reading a little blurb about this, about how they uh, kind of rolled the dice on the idea of using two producers for this. And uh, Aaron Marsh's name stuck out for, for me, uh, which, again, makes a lot of sense for the very, like, the lush sounds uh, of this record because Copeland songs do... Uh, uh, tend to have that similar vibe. Yeah, so, I mean, so that's that's my pick for this week, Run Wild by Lydia. Um, uh, I think very much, like, listen to this anyway, just because, uh, as you experience, like, it is, it's an enjoyable record. It's, it's well-produced. It's well-written. Uh, it has a lot of catchiness to, it, uh, to the uh, melody hooks and whatnot. Uh, but I think that there are specific circumstances where, like, you'll put this on and... Uh, it might become your new favorite or it might emotionally wreck you uh, or maybe uh, maybe you won't like it at all. But that's my pick. Or maybe you like me, you'll like it and instantly forget it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. That was, I'm still like, I'm still very perplexed. Like, like I, I actually the 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 fact that nothing was coming to me of like i want to talk about this i want to make notes about this i actually stopped listening to it and thought maybe right now i'm not in the right headspace to do this i'll come back to it later that's fair 
And I came back to it later, and the same thing happened. And I was like, I don't. This is weird because normally I have a lot of opinions about music, and I have a lot of things to say. And having absolutely nothing bad or good to say about something, um, yeah. I just this is a new experience for me. So if nothing else, Caleb, you have uh, helped me discover a new experience that I've never had before. So thank you for that. Excellent. You're welcome. Uh, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors for the week. And when we come back, we will talk about my pick. Excellent. Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm Caleb Coy. And together, we plumb the murkiest depths and scour the darkest corners of the internet in search of movies. Movies you might have missed. Or purposefully skipped over. We break down the madness and offer tiny tidbits of trivia. Or sometimes just yell into the abyss about how these movies ever got made. Catch a new episode every week. Welcome back to Left of the Dial. I am your host, Kitsy, and with me still, uh, I haven't scared him away yet, is yeah. Caleb Coy. Hi, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, coming out of the break, we just heard the song Ghosts by Harmony Woods off of the album Make Yourself at Home. This is uh, Harmony Woods' second album, the first uh coming out in 2017 this one came out late last year 2019 um harmony woods if you don't know caleb is a local philadelphia band actually i did not know that and yeah. now i do and now you do i love that this was like a new record too um and i think the uh your, your pick for next week was also a, a 2019 pick and like I yes that's really cool because um being introduced to things that like have just come out that i've never even heard of yeah, I'm I'm trying to pick I'm trying to do a good mix of like new stuff and old stuff because um, I mean there's old classics I love but there's a lot of there's so much good music coming out now. There really is. It's impossible um, to keep up. 
I know. And this is uh, Harmony Woods. Uh, like I said, they're, they're a local Philly band. Um, they actually, f I found out about them through Twitter. Someone, I think, retweeted uh, a tweet of theirs uh, when their first record came out. And I checked out their record. And went, oh, this is really good. Neat. Uh, and then the second record came out. And it's, uh, I mean, the first record's great. Listen to that as well, for sure. But uh, this record, I think, is, uh, it's, it's killer. It's, um, mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit more uh, maturity in the songwriting and a little bit stronger in in the songwriting and i think just as a, as a whole it's more cohesive as a record and i love that about it mm -hmm. uh, so i think uh, so we heard we heard ghost coming in that was uh i picked that because that was the first single they released from the record so that was the first song i heard uh before the record came out and so now that's the first song that you will hear if you haven't heard this record before um i think uh one of my favorite things uh about this song in particular, um, other than the fact that it's got a very haunting kind of sound and melody to it, which is very fitting given the title of the song. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, right? It's clever. <laughs> it's almost like they did that on purpose. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the, there's a, a lyric towards the end of the song. Um, Death is not a stranger. Every life will have an end. One day you will die and only ghosts will be your friend. Hmm. I love that. That's deep. So, so I, I obviously have made no, uh, no secret that I love this record. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think this, this band did a, uh, did a great job, uh, on this recording. I am very, very excited, Caleb, to hear what you thought of this. Cause I didn't think you were going to like this one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it turns out apparently you did. And I'm yes. very excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, I think I was maybe two tracks in, if that, when I messaged you. And I was like, didn't you say I wouldn't like this? Well, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing I, I, I wrote out um, kind of after listening to the whole record, um, I went back and was listening to it again. and was taking my notes. Uh, and I wrote down that this record really shines in its quiet moments. That yes. there's a lot of these like really like soft, like minimalist intensity uh, moments throughout this record. And I think that's really where like they hit the hardest. Uh, and there is a lot of dynamic. They do have these big soaring parts. They have swells. They have um, sing-along moments. But like the best of this record is where they're doing the least uh, and like, I think that that's really cool to be able to pull that off because so many bands, it really usually is just all on all the time. And so being able to like to pull way back and to focus on less. Um, and I, I like you used the word, uh, mature when describing this record in particular, uh, I think compared to the, the previous one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was more mature. Um, what came to mind, uh, one of the, like, my mind will make, you know, initial comparisons of, like, what does this remind me of? Who does this sound like? Um, and while, like, you know, very unique and, like, stands alone in its own right, uh, there were elements of this that reminded me of an old, like, Chicago, maybe Milwaukee, I can't remember, uh, scene uh, area band called The Reputation. But, oh, I remember The Reputation. Yeah, but, like, um, Elizabeth Elmore... 
had some really great songs. Uh, you know, there was a lot of angst and there was a lot of like young scene kids sort of feel to the writing. Uh, and this record reminded me of like a more mature reputation kind of along those same lines in the, like the type of intensity of the songwriting, um, but a little bit more thoughtful. Nice. Yeah. So I fucking loved this. This was a great pick. I'm so glad you love this. Um, so, cause I'm actually hoping, uh, given that they are a local Philly band, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, we can get uh, Sophia is her name, the, uh, the singer songwriter of this band. I'm hoping we can get her to come on the podcast sometime and talk about a record that she loves. That so, would be dope. Uh, so Sophia, if you're listening to this, uh, hit us up. We would love to have you on the podcast sometime. Yes. Uh, and also your records are dope. So yes. <laughs> Tell me, do you want to go out dancing? Do you want to feel the weight of the world? Lift up your shoulders under the black light as the bodies near us twirl around in geometric patterns to obscure the rest to observe. You're slurring more than I have So one of the things I love about the songwriting on this record is that it, it, it does, you know, from song to song, there are some repeated themes and some common threads that kind of weave their way through, um, which I, almost in like a hold steady kind of way where, while the hold steady is, is like, you know, there's a whole like mythos of, you know, the characters and the, the storylines and the plot points, um, throughout their songs that you could, you know, write like a, probably a dissertation on. And I bet someone out there probably has. Um, I think this is more uh, autobiographical. That's this, the impression that I get from it. I don't know that for a fact, but right. um, it seems more autobiographical to me. Whereas, um, you know, Craig Finn is essentially writing a novel with his music, <laughs> uh, which is also very cool. But uh a really good example of that is actually the track uh, before Ghosts, uh, track three, The City's Our Song, um, actually has the line, uh, one day we will die and only ghosts will be our friends. Oh. And then that's kind of called back again in, in the next song, Ghosts. So I thought that was a really cool, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, but it was just a really cool like way to kind of tie those two songs together. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, The City's Our Song, it's a little little faster a little more upbeat and then ghost is, is you know 
more haunting, slower, um, kind of more ethereal. And to tie those two together with that common thread was really cool to me. Totally. Yeah. There's, but I, did, <laughs> I was I hoping you would say things now. <laughs> I, I had things to say, but I didn't, I didn't want to tread on your, uh, your chance to talk about your pick. But um, kind of carrying along those, those same lines, um, there's a thing that bands will do sometimes that like, when it's done right is really fucking cool. And that's the like, reprising a theme from one song to the next. Uh, and I'm thinking of like, there's you know, a couple of, uh, couple tracks on death cat for cuties. We have the facts and we're voting. Yes. That do that. Um, there is, uh, this old band called model engine where they, they did this from, you know, you know, one song to the next. Uh, it's the, uh, it might be the same melody, but like significantly slowed down. It might be, uh, some of the same lyrics, but presented differently and stuff like that. And harmony woods does this on this record. Uh, with best laid plans and best laid plans too, uh, and I think that that's really fucking cool when a band can pull that off, and it carries uh, thematic elements both in the lyrics and in music, but presents it totally differently. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually I'm glad you brought those up because that was uh, best laid plans was the next song I wanted to talk about anyway. Yeah, um, because kind of circling back to that. Um, you know, that, that kind of hold steady thing with uh, having, you know, different themes and, and characters connecting throughout songs. Um, another thing that I, I find interesting, and this is this definitely not exclusive to the hold steady, but um, I think the hold steady was the first band that I really noticed doing this, which was like using um, lines from literature in the, uh, in the, in the lyrics uh, of the music. And so best laid plans, obviously, um, yep. Uh, the the lyric is the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, mm-hmm. um, which she then follows up with. Despite all this, I still want you here by my side. Yes, which, uh, which I think is just a beautiful lyric.
Yeah, so there's something like really kind of like sad and like like a quiet loneliness to this song, uh, even though like it, it is a little bit more uh, upbeat in, in tone and vibe to it. Um, but this whole idea of like, I don't like I don't I don't know if I'm interpreting this well or not, but I kind of see this as like, I don't want you here, but I do. Please don't leave, sort of thing. <laughs> and like, like again, like that's I think that's an, an emotion that a lot of us have been through. Oh, for sure. Um, I definitely feel that kind of push and pull throughout the whole record of of like you know, maybe, maybe this isn't good for me, but it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, and again, like I've said in the past, that could just be me projecting my own, uh, recent experiences and feelings onto, uh, other people's art, which I tend to do, but, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's definitely one impression I got, uh, from this. Well, and the lines like you're starting to leave. I impulsively say you should come with me. So make yourself at home, even though you weren't invited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another great line. Again, like don't go, but please don't be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually so, took note that the, uh, the reprise, uh, best laid plans Two is probably my favorite track on the record. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well then we'll probably go out on that one because, uh, that's a good one to go out on, I think. Excellent. But, uh, but before we do, um, so one thing I, I, I wanted to, to point out to you, Caleb, and I, I, I went back and forth as to whether or not I even wanted to bring this up because, um, you know, I didn't want to make our conversation about this record, about this specific thing. Ooh. Um, uh, Sophia, the, the singer songwriter is incredibly young. Um, yeah. like surprisingly so based on how mature the songwriting is, mm -hmm. um, both, both lyrically and musically. Um, I believe that the the first record came out in 2017, uh, right after she graduated high school. Damn. Yeah. Like, the stuff I was writing when I was that age was absolute garbage. So this is like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, like, I didn't want to make this... Uh, I, I, I didn't want to make this about, um, about her age because I think that, that, you know, age aside... You know, I don't want to say this is a great record for someone so young because this is just a great record, period. End of story. Um, but the 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 fact that she's so young and is writing songs that are so uh, so good. Yeah. And and like that's that, that blows my mind. And well, I think that's fantastic to have someone that in touch with uh, with language and with emotion uh, and with like. Being with able themselves to, with themselves, yeah, and to be able to paint that kind of like visual imagery with words is really fucking hard uh, at any age. Uh, and I think a lot of times, you know, don't give the we don't give the young uh, credit for their own life experiences because a lot of them haven't found uh, their voice yet to really express that. So it's not that their experiences weren't there; just maybe they didn't know how to to paint it. Like I didn't know how to say anything at that age. So I will assume like graduated high school and a couple of years later. So like at most like early twenties, like mm -mm, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Hell, I still have trouble saying the things I want to say. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I, I am absolutely impressed to learn that.
Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening and if you're not listening, well, uh, what the hell's your problem? You should be listening. Yeah. What's wrong? We did this. We did this for you. (laughs) Specifically you. We made you this thing. We made you this thing just for you. And you said, no. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Uh, we will have links to all both of these records, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and Bandcamp as well. Please, please, if you like these records, purchase them. Because uh, uh, I think we talked about this before, but bands don't make shit from streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you like bands and you want them to keep making the things that you like, please support them. Please buy the records. Uh, go to a show, buy a t-shirt. Um, you know, tell tell them you love what you're what they're doing. Uh, bands appreciate yes. that stuff too. But yes. uh, but yeah, please 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 support the bands. Um, can't stress that enough. Agreed. I've uh, been kind of poking around, uh, looking to see if any of these bands are are coming anywhere near me, because uh, I don't go to nearly enough shows anymore, and I want to see these bands live. Uh, Caleb, where can we find you on uh, on the internets? Yeah. So uh, on social media, should you choose to. Uh, read my rambling as well as listening to it. Uh, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Caleb Micah. Uh, you can also check out uh, the other project that we've mentioned. If you, if you haven't already listened, uh, the never heard of it podcast, uh, where my co-host Michael fight and I uh, discuss uh, usually pretty terrible movies. Uh, you can check that at, at the, uh, the Nahoit.com T H E N H O I T.com. Uh, and of course, Kitsy is part of that team as our engineer making us sound uh, well, as good as we possibly can, which isn't great. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I can only do so much with what you give me. It's true. You, you, could, you can only polish a turd so much. The audio quality is great. The content, you can't do anything about. I, I can't help you with that. I, I, I mean, I, I came on one episode and helped, tried to help you with your content, and I think it went well, but you know, since was, then you've just been going downhill, so maybe I have to come back on as a guest. and We, do we should do that again. That would be fun. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to find a good movie to, to, uh, to talk about. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Uh, you can find us as in the podcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at uh, Left of the Dial PC uh, because Left of the Dial Pod is uh, too long for most of those services, which really annoys me because I didn't want to be PC, but <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and uh, just P would have been a little bit awkward. J- <laughs> just P would have been a little bit awkward. And of course, someone already has left of the dial on all those services because it's a great name, and why wouldn't someone already take it? That's true. Uh, but you can also find us at leftofthedial.fm. Uh, our website almost certainly will be up by the time this uh, goes live. I really hope. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 have some some information on there as well for for all the records that we talk about. Uh, links to everything that we've talked about will be in the show notes, so check those out. Uh, and. Yeah, I think that's about it. We will uh, hear Best Laid Plans 2 on the way out, and we will see you. We won't see you. I'll see you, Caleb. That's true. do this over video. And I'll see you. And I'll see you. But you will hear us. We won't see or hear you, because podcast is kind of a one-directional 
medium. Like you, you hear us, but you can't really. Actually, that's not true. You can talk to us. Mm-hmm. Caleb, how can they talk to us? So if you visit our anchor profile at anchor.fm slash left of the dial, you can leave us a voice message. Uh, so you can tell us how you think we're doing. Uh, give us, uh, Please be your- nice. Please, please, please be gentle on our feelings. Uh, you can uh, give us your thoughts on the, the records that we talk about. And uh, while we may or may not uh, accept requests, uh, you can always uh, let us know if there's a record that uh, you're particularly loving. Hey, listen, if you let us know there's a record you love and we listen to it and we love it too, we'll probably talk about it. It's probably true. I can't guarantee we will, but like, if we like it, we'll probably talk about it. Because that's really what this podcast was about, is us talking about records we like. Yeah. So share back with us. Yeah, so that, Shall so that, tell us, or you know, tweet at us. Tweet us what records you're into right now. What are you listening to? What's what's come out recently or what's coming out soon that you're excited about that we might not know of? Um, yes. Yeah, okay, that's a very rambly outro. That's, you know, it's our style. It's cool. It is, yeah, that's what we do. Uh, hey, you know, if you've listened, this is the third episode now, if you've listened to all three of these, uh, surely by now you, you uh, either hate us or love us, one of the two. Uh, if it's the second... Uh, go to iTunes, leave us a review, give us some stars and say some nice things. Cause that really helps people find the podcast and make us feel like we're not shouting into the void <laughs> as much as we are. Uh, so yeah, give us a little, uh, little review on the iTunes. If you, why don't you? Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.
Uh, and like another thing that I'm like really noticing as we get you know further into this project uh, is the difference between just listening to music for its own sake, for for like you know casually putting on a, a record that you love, or like stumbling across something new, like the experience that I had, versus like listening for the sake of dissecting and discussing. Uh, there's definitely a, a, a difference in the the way that the songs can be perceived. Um, I um, I was famously bad about doing my homework uh, in school. I was one of those uh, obnoxious kids that like didn't do the work and still got by. Uh, hey, me too. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I realized that I was putting off. Uh, listening to some of this stuff until like the last minute with this idea, like, Oh no, it's, it's like homework. But like, as I sat down and like really like listened to each song and like tried to think of like what stuff I wanted to think about, um, it kind of got me into that, that right headspace, which was, which was nice. I, I did a lot of this, uh, last night and then early this morning when I was in like, just able to just relax and like go in a quiet room and like just, put in my uh, headphones that are surprisingly very uh, uh, noise blocking. Uh, in fact, I actually dropped something kind of heavy on the floor next to me last night and didn't even hear it. And I went looking for it and it was on the ground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so apparently these headphones are better than I thought they were, uh, especially at night in the uh, pitch black. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, for me, a lot of it really comes down to like finding the right circumstances to make me, uh, receptive to the music. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of times if you're just like sitting around like, oh, you should hear this, people are like, eh, okay, thanks, I guess. But like if you make a recommendation to someone and they like find the right time and they, they just they put it on in their own uh, uh, whatever ambience like you know, really puts them in the, in the mood to be receptive to it, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, and I think um, I think that's true not just of music, but of movies, TV shows, books, really any any type of media or entertainment. Absolutely, um, you, you've got to be receptive to it; otherwise, it's not really going to hit you. Absolutely, uh, hit you the right way. So maybe that's just what happened to me with this record. Maybe I just wasn't receptive to a new record. Um, although I immediately after that listened to your pick for for next week and just loved it. So I don't know that that's necessarily what was going on. But fair enough. Um, but it's it's interesting that you you brought up the fact uh, or the, the the point of um, you know listening to music to talk about it and to analyze it is a different experience than listening to it just as a casual listener. Yeah, and this is something that I've struggled with for for a long, long, long time. Is that I don't know how to listen to music casually like a normal person. Interesting. Like I don't have the ability to do that. So, um, so what I mean by that is I started taking. Um, taking piano lessons. Jeez, I don't even know how old I was. That's how old I wasn't, um, <laughs> or how young I was. Is probably a more uh, accurate way to say that. Um, and then started taking voice lessons. Started, I picked up the guitar when I was like eight or nine. Yeah. Um, and so I always listen to music as like listening to what the musicians are doing and how it's all playing together. That makes sense. And then I started getting into songwriting. And so then I started listening to music as not just a musician, but also as a songwriter and thinking about 
how the different parts of the song fit together. And then now that I've been into producing for, for a few years, I think about the arrangements and the production and the way, the way things sound, the tonal qualities of things. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, it occurs to me that like, I can't just put on a record and be like, yeah, this sounds cool. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't just like bop to a record. I have to like sit there and analyze it and be like, you know, I probably would have done a different, snare drum for this song because this one's a little too ringy for the sound for my tastes or like you know i that that guitar tone's not quite what i would do and so and then, i have uh, i have no way to just enjoy a record now i have to like it's you know but but maybe that is my way of enjoying it is just overanalyzing yeah. it and, and thinking about it so i i think I just, that that totally is how, how you enjoy it and i think that yeah. that that makes perfect sense it also really uh makes a lot of things uh more clear in the way that we wrote songs uh, together, how I would get just kind of lost in one part and like stuck and like couldn't figure out how to get past it. And you would come along and like suddenly there's structure to it. And then like, it just made sense. And like, holy shit, where did this all come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's funny. Cause uh, if I try to sit down and write a song, I, I do the same thing you do is I get stuck in one part and have no idea what to do. And I, it has to be someone else's idea. And then I have all the ideas in the world around it. But as soon as it's my own thing, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Uh, which is why the Freelance Astronaut album uh, is still not anywhere close to being done because uh, it's basically just 12 songs that started and then didn't go anywhere. Which, uh, <laughs> if any of you have uh, joined us from uh, the Never Heard of It, uh, Freelance Astronauts, uh, Kissy's Project, uh, were the uh, composers and performers of the uh, No Hoyt theme song. Thank you for referring to me as a plural entity there. That was. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I, I went that direction uh, intentionally, but I just don't know what the intention was. <laughs> that kind of sums up my life. I, I did everything with intention. I just don't really know what the intention was. But yeah, so I, I think kind of bringing it back around, like one thing that I've really tried to do for this and uh, I think it's working for me uh, is to figure out like you know I'll, I'll listen to uh, a record the first time through uh, if it's my own pick just to remind myself what the, the record sounds like uh, if it's one of yours to get familiar with it but then try to find a circumstance where it's going to stick in my brain better uh, and uh, especially for me with like my memory is kind of garbage and the longer I'm on the uh, Amepris, all the worse it gets. I blame that and not old age. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but of course, memory being such an emotionally tied thing, uh, if I can get some sort of emotional response from the music, it makes it stick in my brain better. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, a good call. I might have to try doing that a little more with uh, when I listen to music for this podcast. So hopefully things stick a little better for me. It's working for me so far, so... Cool. We'll see. Well, I mean, we're only three episodes in, so you know we're still trying to figure out how how to do this. Yeah, <laughs> and I imagine we'll still be trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, when we hit thirty and three hundred, and who knows how many we end up doing. And that's kind of the way it goes. 